This is the word to go, yo, yo, yo. Hey, everyone. This is Mickey James. And SoCal Bow. And Lisa Marie Barron. And you're listening to Grown Ass Women Podcast. That's right, Godcast. If you love our weekly YouTube show, you're going to love our audio version. So grab a cocktail, slip into something more comfortable, and get ready to dish with us totally unfiltered. So get ready for the Godcast in three, two, one. Welcome to Grown Ass Women TV. We are celebrating an entire year of hashtag Gaw TV. Give ourselves a round of applause, why don't we? We did it! We did it! Can you guys believe it? An entire year of Gaw TV. We started this on May 20th, 2020, and here we are. Back nuts. again. So cool. This is nuts, you guys. A year already it's passed. It's so fun, though. Yeah. I know. That's when you know you're having a good time, right? When you're spending it right. with your closest friends. Yes, when time flies by. Now, we'd love to hear from you guys here on YouTube. So before we get started, uh, do us a favor and like this video. Definitely make sure that you are subscribed to our channel and tell a friend to subscribe. We're trying to get to that hashtag 10K in May. Oh, yeah. That's right, baby. Mm-hmm. And we will hope that you will click the bell icon to enable notifications uh, so you don't miss any future episodes. This is a different, well, I don't, my bell's over there. I told you I switched locations. <laughs> Hold on, I got oh, mine, well. I got mine. Perfect, perfect, perfect. And while you're here on YouTube, do us a favor and please comment below with what's been your favorite episode, your favorite amazing moment here on the show, your favorite guest. We'd love to hear your feedback. And of course, we also want to say a huge thank you to those that are supporting our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash TV. We are always changing up and evolving our perks, our rewards to all of our fabulous patrons in different tiers. And we've been rolling out something that we think is probably the best part of Gaw in, in a way. It's it's one thing to be here in the YouTube chat room, and we are here every single Wednesday at 5 p.m. Eastern if you're watching this on replay. We're there in the live chat room hanging out with everybody and typing, but we've uh, upped the ante, and now we have what we call a Zoom after party. So it's just like this, but we can see all of you guys in real time in the chat room, and tonight after this episode, we are going to have a heck of a time, a whale of a time, because we call it an after party, but guys... This is a celebration. This is going to be a huge party because it's our one year anniversary and we're going to spend it with all of our patrons. Oh, so exciting. It's so much fun. And you know, it's been incredible to do those after parties, but we've really upgraded and changed so many things in our Patreon. Like we've changed the tiers up. So there's really fun stuff for everyone, but also our awesome, gorgeous members. So with the, and now the gorgeous members, they get a 15 minute chat with the three of us, just like right here, like we're doing on the show here. But I should give them a shout out, ready? Yeah. Frank, George, Mickey D, (laughs) Remy, Thorsten, Wayne, and William. And it's been amazing. So they get the 15-minute chat with the three of us right here as if we're shooting God TV. But there's so many amazing perks for everyone, like whatever you're into and like how how much or little you want to be a part of the show. But those after parties. And also, we've been giving them the extended version of the show got TV on Patreon exclusively before it comes out for the podcast as well, you know, with commercials where we get in your ear holes. Yeah. Yep. Speaking of of Godcast or podcasts, if you will, Godcast, you can hear the full (laughs) episode, like Mickey said, in your ear holes. 
And thank you, Ella, for trans um, transferring all of our shows to podcast form. You can hear the unedited version. We only show a little bit on YouTube on our yeah. show, but you get the full extent of everything. The and full also, enchilada. <laughs> the full Monte. enchilada. And also, too, Mickey, like when you're talking about our, um, our Patreon, the top tiers always get a gift every month. Yeah. Next month's gift, remember, was my suggestion. I can't wait for, to surprise you. Yes. As, as I oh, said, you know, yeah. we're always trying to up the ante on Patreon. We're always trying to make, uh, you know, special things happen in each different tier. And then especially for our gorgeous members, as Mickey mentioned, they're getting the 15-minute chat with us this month. And next month, we have something very, very cool planned. Uh, we won't tell you about it just yet, but stay tuned for that one. And as Mickey pointed out, the chats, the Zoom after-party chats are so much fun. And tonight, again, because it's our one-year anniversary, we hope that you'll put on your Sunday best, or your Wednesday best, really, and uh, pour yourself some champagne because as the chat goes on it's us talking just like you see here we're gonna have ella with us but at the end we're gonna ask that all of you yes all of our patrons get on camera with us and do a very fancy champagne toast so that'll be right after the youtube show ends here actually it's at the top of the hour so join patreon.com slash tv and we'll see you after the show for that very celebratory champagne toast um speaking of like a, a, a special day you know our one-year anniversary we i yes. kind of um like gave you know I, we told Patreon members um, on our live chat um, during, not our live chat, actually our Zoom call, our after party, mm -hmm. um, and I told them who our next guest is, and she's been requested over and over again, and one of the nicest people, the nicest humans on this planet, too nice for wrestling, I don't know how the heck she chose this business, but she's beautiful, <laughs> Hall of Famer. And the girl that gave me my finisher, the Widow's Peak, I was going to say Widow's Peak Freak, the Widow's Peak, Molly Holly, baby. Yes. I'm it's so excited cool. for this one. <laughs> I don't look cool. Yay! <laughs> Yay! Nora's here. Can you guys hear me okay? We can. Yes. Okay, good. Hi, girl. Hi. Perfect. You look amazing. Thank you. Oh, yes. oh my God, that face. I just want to bite it. This <laughs> <laughs> is kicking it off with some awkwardness. I love it. We're so happy to have you here. I was like, should I call her Molly? Should I call her Nora? I haven't had the chance to work with you so much. So I, I wasn't sure. What do, what do you prefer? So I prefer Nora, but if you call me Molly, like, I'll know what you mean. It doesn't like offend me or anything. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Love it. Love it. Oh my God. I'm just so excited to have you here. <laughs> Thanks. Yay. Yeah. I think I was going to say like the last time I saw you was at WrestleMania and then, yeah. How you doing? How you feeling? How was oh. that weekend? How coming out of that weekend? Um, well, for me, the, the weekend was easy. I just stood on stage and did this and then went home. So like, it wasn't, um, I don't know. It wasn't that exciting. <laughs> I was okay. I mean, I was happy. I was happy to be invited. Um, but you know, I'm also same. happy to be home. Yeah. Yeah. Same. I'm so happy to see you. Well, there's something, we do something really fun on this show called who you wear and what you're drinking. Yeah. And like how we up. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm wearing my, I'll just go, I'll, I'm wearing my little, uh, you go glow girl. This is our friend nice. Ella from her podcast, the Wrestling Gals podcast. I'm not sure if you've heard of it, Nora, but she's really cute. She helps us with our podcast too. Ooh. And oh, I'm okay. drinking this little new, I don't know if you've tried these. 
Pepsi. No. Zero mango. Oh, I've never heard of that. Wow. Mind blowing. Wow. And my little ODB koozie. Oh, oh nice. <laughs> so, yeah. What are you wearing? What are you drinking? All right. Well, I am drinking um, French press coffee. Uh, actually, I brought because I wanted to promote it. Um, I sometimes I see you guys say not a sponsor yet, but uh, yeah. peace, peace coffee. Um, and it's the Twin Cities blend, which ties into my T-shirt. So I've had this is my like pajamas for the last 20 years. I bought it at a gift shop at a little tourist trap in central Minnesota. And it is and I don't know if you can see it. But it is a Minnesota weather map, and it says partly shitty, mildly shitty, increasingly <laughs> shitty. So, <laughs> so it's just um, giving you know honor to the Twin Cities and to my home state and the terrible weather that we have. <laughs> yeah. But the great coffee. <laughs> yes, but Twin Cities, yeah, great coffee. Not such the weather, not so good. <laughs> right, 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 right. We love it when the outfit has a story, Lisa. You, other than being really hot and bothered, you got to talk about that. I'm sweating. I'm sweating. I'm like, we need to get the show rolling. I go, I am just, I have my fan on me right now, but um, I don't have a lot of pajamas because I said, we always do pajamas. So I had to recycle it, Nora, um, but it's hot. I live in California. Why am I wearing something onesie? So I just recycled my onesie here. And, oh, I love it. Uh, yes. Cute. Okay. But you have your glasses to match. Your glasses just. Is that a cool dinky dink? I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, I'm also drinking um, French press coffee as well. Um, and we are like Death Wish coffee, which is has a warning label, Nora, that oh, says wow. has three times the amount of caffeine. Like Whoa. I need caffeine, right? <laughs> like, like I need caffeine. I know, I know. <laughs> I'm getting older. I just turned 50. I need more caffeine. More, more, more. <laughs> <laughs> in my, in my, in my um, Darth Vader. Nice. I like that mug. That's nice. That's adorable. And a thrift shop. You know how you, you guys know I love a good Goodwill and thrift shop. Mm -hmm. I love a good yeah. truck stop kind. Me too. Yeah. Loves. Loves truck stop. Uh, well, I can eat that Darth Vader mug. Wow. What are you oh, hey. I, I see your Darth Vader and I raise you the official Grown Ass Women TV Ooh. mug. Available now. Check the YouTube description. We're going to be giving one of these away soon, so you want to stay tuned to our show. But I love this mug. You won't believe it. It's actually water. I know that sounds crazy. I, that's, <laughs> I have emergency whiskey over here, but I, I won't drink that. Um, I was having a Red Bull, and I've switched to water. But I love that Nora's outfit had a, has a story, and mine has a story and a photo that I will put up here. So this is actually, like Lisa, I was running out of kimonos and pajamas and stuff like that because we have had this show now for one year and you know we mostly do a slumber party theme i love my kimonos so i had to borrow my husband's he actually bought this in epcot japan <laughs> took a photo of himself in front of a pagoda and told everyone on facebook he was in japan but he wasn't and everyone believed him and he got away with it but that's funny that's your husband's <laughs> yeah yeah we share. And he wore this damn thing all around Epcot. And like, they, what could they say to him? Like, sir, you can't wear a kimono in the middle of the day. He just walked around Epcot like that because he's zany. So why not? I wanted to ask you about mileinmyshoes.mm. We've got the YouTube description. You guys can figure out more about this charity. But can you tell us about that, Nora? 
yeah, so it's an organization that goes to homeless shelters and re-entry facilities for people coming out of incarceration. Uh, they have a team of volunteers that show up and run with the residents of those facilities on a regular basis and get to know them and kind of like life mentors with the purpose of also improving their health, giving them a, a habit um, that they can see their own progress in, get excited about. And I've been a part of it for a couple of years now. And it is just so awesome to hear the stories of how it's changed people's, um, how the public's perception of people that are homeless or coming out of incarceration, but also it's a way to um, just really give back to the community and help people feel proud about something that they're doing. I love that. That's I love we're that so much. Going to charities. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm gonna give you guys like a little inside scoop on it. Um, some people know, some people don't. My husband is a person who is formerly incarcerated and he actually lived at a re-entry facility and Mile in My Shoes was in, invited him to the club and he went from not running at all to running his first marathon in 2018. And, um, and he just, so from that point on, we've just been a part of it and we love it. And so it's made a huge impact in his life. And, um, and so that's like why it's really dear to my heart. Wow. That. That's amazing. amazing. I love that even more because I was going to say at first, well, you know, if you're giving someone a different, you know, a different energy or a different high or a different kind of thing to go after a different goal that they're not particularly used to do. So it like kind of like a healthier, yeah. a healthier right. goal. Right. My husband was incarcerated because of uh, chemical dependency problems or substance abuse problems. Right. And so that's like, yeah, exactly. Like run, running is a way to get those endorphins, the dopamine boost, all that stuff um, in a healthy way. Like that's, isn't that 28 yeah. miles? It's 26.2 miles. Whoa. That's my a lot God. of running. Oh my God. And, and the thing that's is that's like, he's not, the, he's not like, I wouldn't say he's the athletic type. He's more of like an artist musician type. I mean, he's like, a man's man. He, he does carpentry and remodeling for a living. So like he, but he, he's not really an athlete. Like he never was in sports growing up. And so for him, it was a huge deal. Wow. That is huge. That is a huge deal. That's a huge deal for anyone. I did a charity 5k run one time with the color. They would throw the chalk on you. I was oh, so blown up. I was, I didn't really train. For it. I thought I heard on the treadmill. I didn't. I was like, <laughs> Thank God they let you walk or like a brisk walk every now and then. Cause I did that a few times. I was low okay. sky high. Oh, oh my gosh, Mickey. That's so funny that you for mentioned my. that. Because I did a 5K for breast cancer and they had me shoot out the gun. And then of course I put on social media, I'll participate too. I would, I'm like, oh, 5K, that's nothing. I mean, like we're athletes, right? right? We wrestle. We, can, right? we don't get blown up for a living, right? Uh, did not cut <laughs> for it at all. I had these girls come back to me and go and go with your hands over here because I cramped up like I was so dehydrated. It was the hottest <laughs> hottest day in Chicago and humid. Oh no. And I, cramped, and I was like, okay. And they, they came back and go, pat your head, pat you're supposed to distract yourself from what's hurting you. And so like, <laughs> and they were doing the sympathy applause for me. Oh no. I <laughs> shot the gun off for us to start this breast cancer awareness. Now look at her. <laughs> Awful. It was the worst. I was so embarrassed. So embarrassed. Oh no. Wow. Yeah. That's thank amazing. God. Thank God there was no cameras. <laughs> no. I wasn't the last one, thank goodness. I was like, I was like, I can't be last. I was just few kids last. now. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, Nora, you going into the Hall of Fame. Uh, I think social media just blew up. And it's about time. 
and um, you've been inducted a long, long, long time ago. Um, always helped me with my craft. You were always way more knowledgeable than most of the people that were getting pushed. So your inductee is so deserving. How was that? Like, was that nerve wracking? Oh my God, I got um, goosebumps actually. <laughs> <laughs> it was exciting. I mean, I didn't, um, you know, I didn't know if I ever would be inducted. And honestly, even if I felt like my career was good, like without that, you know, so I wasn't like, oh, I need to be in the Hall of Fame. So I, I was okay if I never got in. And then, but I was surprised and really honored that they would ask me because I felt like, oh gosh, I've only been champion like twice. And I was only on TV for like five years. And I just felt like there's other people like, I, I want to see Lillian Garcia in the Hall of Fame, you know, like there's, there's people who work there a really long time. And I just, I don't know, I felt a little bit like, oh, there should be, there's other people that should have been in before me. But I was very grateful. And, um, and I, you know, I honored to have the experience. I mean, I'm, I'm happy about it. Yeah. You deserve it. You deserve yeah. it. It's always like they say that, like you hear it from the fans, like you should be in the Hall of Fame, you should be a Hall of Fame. And it's almost like that means a lot more to you because you entertain the fans, right? Than, than yeah. The, 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 yeah. Yeah. It was the classiest, I think, speech that we've maybe ever seen. It was so eloquent and so lovely. And the fact that you thanked the crew, I thought was the most touching thing in the world. I was watching my husband and like, is she really thanking the crew? She's just wonderful. <laughs> You're so magnanimous. Well, There's a word. Right before, like a day before I gave my speech, um, one of the writers called me and he said, um, we don't want you to mention the crew. And I was like, oh, thank you for telling me that. I'm still going to mention the crew. <laughs> so I, it was important to me. And so, um, yeah, I just thought about, I, I recently talked with one of the crew members and he said, he mentioned, you know, uh, Lisa Marie and, and a few of the other girls, how nice we all were backstage. And he said that, um, he said there'd been seasons throughout his career at the WWE where the talent would treat the crew like furniture. And I was like, oh, that's, that really stinks that not everyone who is a talent backstage even knows how much they can receive from the crew members. Sometimes you just need a grounding and like talk about something else like someone's new pug or someone's um you know like there's like i don't know i just feel like the crew is there as in the same weird world and they know the jargon right. and they know the job um but they're not as like poisoned by all of the believing your own fame type of thing that we can all get sucked into and so i've always relied on the crew to help keep me like like, okay, what's the real perspective here? Like, am I getting drifted off into fantasy land or, you know, I need a little reality in my life. Right. The same, Nora. Like, I love the crew so much. There's people backstage that have worked backstage for so long and they really provide a lot of the magic, which brings the show to life in the first place. And it's like really cool to get their perspective. And they're more like, like you said, they have their own kind of like little crazy family team going on that's on the road and doing the same kind of journey that we are, but just from a different seat, you know, and it's, it's cool just to go, I've gone to eat with those guys and hung out. They're sometimes more fun than the guys and the gals, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. They just, they're, cause they have different conversations and it's not just about wrestling. And I think because when you're in the locker room, that's all you're talking about wrestling, wrestling, and we love wrestling, but you have to disconnect sometimes to have that, like you said, that reality check. Right. And they're yeah. not jaded. I, I have some of the um, Impact Wrestling crew, I would say that I've kept in touch with them for years and years and years. They all, you know, have known me. I kind of grew up in that company. So I, I, 
you know, been around and touring with these people for years and years. And as Molly said, that, you know, the talent not knowing how important they are and, and how to treat them correctly uh, and politely is, is shocking because we know more than anybody, a lot of the fans don't really get it. They don't think about it. They don't, they don't think of wrestling being this big production where everyone has to be, it's like a well cog machine. Um, but, you know, we see how much they do all the time. That's true with a lot of different um, people in wrestling. I always use JB, Jeremy Borash as an example. He was never crew per se, but he was somebody who was an interviewer, but he was coming up with ideas and filming backstage. And he was so integral to impact wrestling that people would just go, oh, it's JB, the ring announcer. I'm like, you, this place wouldn't be working without JB, who you think is just the ring announcer. I know. And with the crew, right. there's guys like, remember like Bob with the, the ring crew and we had uh, Steve, our uh, producer. Like there's so many people that just, the place wouldn't exist without them. They're so, exactly. I thought it was just and so they're, cool. And they're there, they're there. We show up at what, our call time's 11 or 12. Mm -hmm. They're there from freaking 7 right. a.m. And then we, we go to the next spot, our next show, right? And drive on. They're still breaking down and going over like all, they're there until freaking three o'clock in the morning, um, getting four hours of sleep. And those are the people that are responsible to make us look good. So yeah. if you're not being yeah. thankful for the freaking crew, shame on you. That's yeah. shameful. I did hear that too when I went back to the Rumble, Nora, that they were like, oh my gosh, you know, it's not the same. You know, no one even comes up and thanks us. And I was like, you know, Johnny Photo was there. Like it was all the, all I knew, the, the people I knew, of course, Nikki was there, Tori and Jillian and, and Alicia Fox and Maddie and like Rick Flick. There were certain faces I remember, but it was all the same crew. Mm -hmm. All the same crew. Yeah. I felt yeah. like, I felt like, Oh, they made me feel more at ease. And they oh, see yeah. everything. They know where the bodies are buried. The crew has been yeah, there. Like, oh, I remember when you were a total biatch when you first started. Or I'd like <laughs> you should interview some of them and get the real dirt, you guys. <laughs> I know. <laughs> They're welcome anytime on God TV. Well, Molly slash Nora, uh, I, I'm, I'm such a fan. Of, I feel like I can't call you Nora yet. Um, but we asked our patrons to name some of their favorite hashtag molly moments um but i'm gonna be really selfish and i want to talk about my favorite molly moment that i remember that i actually a few people did ask about this but this is the one i told the girls i'm like i have to ask her about this so i was always a fan of romantic storylines in wrestling like i fell in love with the stephanie kurt angle triple h triangle and just the kind of soap opera aspect and i've always loved certain you know matches that it wasn't because it wasn't just happening. It was happening for a reason. Someone was getting revenge or, you know, whatever. Um, but one of my favorite romances was between you and Spike Dudley. It was a beautiful, rare, wholesome romance that people just melted over and loved. I remember loving it so much. Can you talk a little bit about that and, and how it was to be in a romance on television? Yeah, it was definitely my favorite storyline because it had a story. There were, you know, little snippets each week kind of leading up to like, oh, do they like each other? And like, oh, they're just about to kiss, but Tajiri like interrupts them. And like all these, these things are like this Disney romance. It was so, like you said, wholesome. Like it just... It was so contrary to the, you know, I guess there was a whole era, you know, the attitude era where everything was raunchy and, and uh, cutting edge. And then this was just something that was endearing. And Spike was so great to work with. Like, it's awkward to be in a romance on TV, especially if someone you're not actually in any kind of romance with, you know, and, and he treated me super respectfully and um, all of it was just awesome. And the fact that it led to a feud with the Dudleys who, who doesn't want to work with the Dudleys, you know, like that's, 
that's like means you've got a major spot on the show. The fans are into it. And yeah, it was definitely one of my favorite parts of my career. Yay. Oh. Yeah, I they need that. more stuff like that. Can, it's the antithesis, like you said, to the raunchiness. And I think that's why we loved it so much. I think they could do with a little more, you know, stuff like that for, for different tastes. Um, we do have another question from Wayne, who's here in England, actually. Wayne wrote that he'd love to know about the WrestleMania match with you, Molly, and Victoria slash Lisa at WrestleMania 20. He asked, did they both feel pressure to perform more than a normal match, given how hard they had to fight to get it on the card? And what was your favorite memory from it? Well, can I say wow. that um, Nora, Nora came out to my, uh, the restaurant I used to own in Chicago, the Squared Circle, and she was having a problem watching it. And I was like, I didn't know it was a problem for her to watch it. And I was like, I wouldn't have showed it, but everybody's like, I Molly Holly's coming in. Oh my gosh, we got to watch that match. And I was like, oh my gosh, and I felt bad. And I actually bought, um, send you an audio message. Do you want us not to talk about the hair versus uh, championship? Yeah, so the actual match I loved. And the answer is yes. I felt like not just because we had to work so hard to get our spot on the card, but because it's WrestleMania. I think that everyone wants the match of their life to be on WrestleMania. So I think that we worked really hard at it just to give the fans everything that they would expect from the biggest show of the year. And as far as having a hard time watching it. The only part I don't like to watch is, so I'm asleep or like knocked out and uh, Lisa starts shaving my head. And then I come to, and I'm like screaming and being tortured. And it's, it's the same reason I don't like to watch some TV shows or, or, or movies when you're seeing somebody tortured, like that's like, oh, that's not to me. That's not very entertaining. So I like to fast forward through that part. Um, but as far as the actual match, I enjoyed every second of it. It was awesome. The alternative would be that if somebody actually really did like watching that, there's something wrong with it. Everyone has their weird thing. Though. Like I, the girls know, I'm really weird about blood. Like I was just watching a real housewives reunion and bless her heart. One of the girls got a nosebleed. And I was like, I had to leave the room. I was like, I can't. No. Are you tired a lot? Frustrated that no matter what you do, you can't seem to keep your energy levels up during the day. The problem may be how you're sleeping. There's a difference between how long you sleep for and the quality of the sleep that you're getting. If you want to increase your energy, performance, alertness, and productivity, stop reaching for the energy drinks and focus on quality REM sleep with Recovery PM. Poor quality sleep is directly linked to health problems like obesity, low testosterone levels, and high blood pressure. Worst of all, the World Health Organization has even recognized sleep deprivation as a carcinogen, meaning not getting adequate sleep can increase the risk of cancer. Did you know that 37% of people between 20 and 39 years old reported having difficulty sleeping, but only 4% of them have actually tried a sleep aid? And most over-the-counter sleep aids are just melatonin. Recovery PM is a blend of nine proven natural sleep aids and tranquilizers, including melatonin, 5-HTP, GABA, and L-tryptophan. That's the stuff in Turkey that makes you, you know, turkey tired. So you know that you're going to experience deep sleep and wake up refreshed and ready to attack the day. If you're finding yourself hitting that midday slump and using energy drinks to perk up during the day, you're only making things worse in the long run. Upgrade to Recovery PM and you'll be amazed at how good you feel. Recovery PM is available now from LegacySupps.com. And if you use code GAW, that's right, capital G, capital A, capital W, you'll get an additional 10% off your entire order. Don't sleep on your health. Everyone has I say, when, we, when I was shaving Molly's ha uh, head, 
um, she got loose. She broke loose from one of the, the arm. Do you remember breaking that leather strap? And they were like, strap her in, strap her in. She needs to be shaved by the end of this episode. I mean, when we come back, she needs to be completely shaved. They didn't teach me how to shave a head. And they're like, you need the, and then that was Vince McMahon's actual barber on the side. And he goes, you need to cut it. And I go, where's the scissors? We don't have scissors. And I go, oh my God. And I'm like, and then the referee, remember referees like yelling at me, you're, look, you're supposed to look like you're enjoying it. And I'm cutting your head and you're bleeding. And I'm like laughing and I'm going, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And when we were done, I was like so scared to see you backstage. I'm like, oh my gosh, she's going to be so mad at me because I cut her head. And she goes, and I went, I go, you okay? She goes, oh, thank you. Thank you. And I go, your head. Oh my God. I don't know how to shave a head. We didn't, we went, you know, we can wrestle. No one teaches you how to shave a head. That's a, like that. That's a little, right. that's a skill that I didn't know you have to be trained for. And it was just, <laughs> it, was, it was fun at the same time, terrifying and nerve wracking that, that, that part of it. Right. Yeah. I felt you were definitely apologizing. You're like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And the thing is with the adrenaline and stuff, I didn't notice the cuts so much. And it was just a few cuts. And I mean, really it was totally worth it. Totally worth it. So, so no hard feelings. You have a good head. Like, like, she does and look at that I, I love the short hair on you i don't think I, a lot of people can't pull that off it looks so beautiful on you thank you you're Thanks. so welcome we've got one more fa uh, question for the molly moments we've got it from melissa from new york who asked uh if hall of fame was not your best memory of wrestling can you tell us what that is um i feel like my best memories like happened backstage you know like not necessarily on tv um just like the connections with people or you know, there's sometimes, which unfortunately, during the time that I worked there, a lot of people that I loved that the fans also knew um, died, you know, whether it's from drug overdose or other things. And it was like the the bonding and the grieving process that took place behind the scenes with the people that I that I loved and worked with. I would say that that was like the most meaningful to me. Um, but as far as like my moments on television that the fans get to see any time that I got to take a finishing maneuver from a big star, like a main event guy, you know, I got stunned by Stone Cold Steve Austin. I got angle slammed, you know, that kind of stuff. It's like, yes, like I, I get, I got even, even just getting clotheslined by Brock Lesnar. I was like, yeah, I'm like in there with the, with the real, the real deal, you know? So to me, those are my favorite moments was like getting beat up by main events versus that's so cool. It's cool to talk about, like at a party or something. Like, yeah, I was I was stunned by Stone Cold Steve Austin. Like, I would <laughs> love that. Actually, jealous of that. You know, and Mickey, Mickey and I were talking like um, how like how kind and like you get you are so giving, and you were always out at the ring to work with us girls, and yeah. just you know giving me my finisher and just like grappling and just messing around the ring, but it made us better. You know? Well, yeah. I know when people say like, oh, that was so nice of you, but it is in a selfish way. I want people to work with that can, you know, be so we can put on a good show. I don't want to be embarrassed out there. I, and there have been a few times where the WWE has chosen to put girls in matches that were not ready for live TV. And then they're embarrassed. And it's like, and I feel so bad for anyone that's put in that position because, you know, the fans will be like, oh, you suck. It's like, well, no they're just new, you know? So I, so I wanted to make sure because you just never know when you're going to get thrown into a situation 
And so I want, I was hoping that everyone that I worked with would never have to have an embarrassing moment that could somehow tarnish the reputation of the girls in general. And, um, and so I loved that, that you and a lot of the Christy Hemi, all those girls were so willing to learn, like, show me this, show me that, you know, like, what do you, you know, so I felt like we were in an era where everyone was very willing to learn and everyone had good attitudes. And um, yeah, I didn't feel it was like a big deal for me to help people. It was just to keep things going, going good for the women in general. I was just going to say, I think that's just so incredible. And even like when I, for, I would say I have my favorite Molly moments. I think um, Mighty Molly might've been my favorite thing ever. Might it, that whole, that whole thing. I mean, <laughs> we can talk about that forever. Fan Mickey says that, but also just coming up to the road and trying to get a job there and then finally getting a job there and then being in OVW and coming up and walking on eggshells. Like you always made every person there feel so comfortable. And I was so blessed. And I I was, I always wanted to work with you and I never got a chance to, but even after you left and I finally got a chance to come up on the road, I always made it a point to try to work with those girls too, because I was that girl. And so I tried to work with a lot of those girls and now they don't do that anymore. Like that was one of my favorite things. Like I would get ready early and try to get to the ring so I could work with one, work with the new talent that's coming up or if they're coming up, because I was like, Mm -hmm. Oh, you, like you said, you want them to be good or to help anybody that was out there and, you know, if it would be out there, it was just amazing. And they just, we don't, I mean, at least they weren't doing that anymore. And I was just like, oh, that kind of sucks. Like that was one of my favorite mm-hmm. parts and Regal would be out there doing its stretches, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> I had to laugh because you mentioned something about being ready early. And I had to point at Lisa, cause we've had so many funny conversations about like, okay, so we get there at like 11. 11.45, Lisa's got her gear on. All right, we ready to do this? It's like, well, Lisa, the show starts at 8 p.m. So. <laughs> I want to go, go over a match. I want to make sure it's like flawless. and like, what's the freaking cutoff spot? I want a freaking devastating cutoff spot. I didn't want to worry about Jan pulling me to makeup and going, we need your makeup now. And I'm like, no, no, I'm, we still have a match to go. You know, like we wanted a <laughs> match. My, my concern, I didn't care about my looks. I was a heel. I didn't mind the look not as as pretty as the baby face do you know what i mean um and i went back like um to a a live event and i went out to the ring because i showed up three hours early and fit was there i told him i was coming and i go well where where are the girls are are they going to be grappling in the ring like are you guys going and exactly what you said mickey they don't do that anymore and he goes oh lisa it's changed and i'm like oh my gosh we were all so willing to learn and going like, oh, Arn's out there, Ricky Steamboat's out, Fit Finley, you're learning from the freaking best, Dave Taylor, Dean Malenko, like, you're just like, you You have all those incredible minds to pick their brain, and you're not going to take advantage of that and learn your craft, you're not going to learn everything, you're not going to be the smartest wrestler ever, you're always willing to learn, we're always going to feel green a little, I always felt green, always, mm-hmm. but right, it's just like, I miss that generation, the, the bonding beforehand, and us joking around, yeah. like, you know, it's just so fun, yeah, I do yeah. miss the catering, <laughs> <laughs> free food, free food, <laughs> I miss having people cook for me, basically, and do my own, and doing my makeup, that sounds so rude, but like, I'm Sometimes I'm doing my makeup and I think I used to have this done for me every day for like nine years. That was awesome. That was awesome. Yeah. I'm terrible at it. I try, but I'm terrible, terrible at it. I makeup, I was, I do like that little bit of pampered, but I was always the opposite, Lisa. I would go do all my workout, get my rip match together. Do I was a last minute get together. They hate I know. Me. I oh, always I know. Waited. 
I remember. <laughs> She's like, oh, biggie with jam. Oh my God. You know what I want to talk about because I'm an animal lover is Ooh. your new Ooh, yes. little RuPaul. Yeah, so um, a lot of people during the pandemic got pets, um, but the shelters are empty, so no cats, no dogs available. So my husband um, said, hey, baby, guess what? And I said, what? And he goes, we've got chickens. And I was like, what? <laughs> so we did not have a coop. We did not, nothing. He just brought home in a cardboard box chickens. And um, I'm like, okay. So over the weekend, he built some stuff and we pulled it together. But my, our favorite chicken is a uh, silky named RuPaul. And um, it's just it is chicken. It loves cuddles. And um, yeah, it's, it's really adorable. And it produces eggs. So we do get fresh, uh, fresh eggs every morning. That is weird. I was trying to explain to the girls the difference in the chickens and silkies are like fluffy, right? But I've, Val is obsessing over RuPaul right now I'm I'm the biggest RuPaul drag race fan you'll meet and the funny thing is so we have a little a little video clip a couple video clips of this adorable flawless silky uh, chicken named RuPaul this is my silky RuPaul and this is her house It does religious studies in the afternoons. <laughs> but I, I'm laughing because I said there's actually a drag queen on RuPaul's Drag Race named Silky. So it's like, did she name it? Oh. Yeah. So, but did you did name you know RuPaul because you're a fan, or was it just funny? Or like, do you watch it? So, um, so I. I don't watch I don't watch RuPaul's show, but I do know who Ru, RuPaul is, and I am. Uh, anytime I get an opportunity to go to a drag show, I'm always in awe. I'm just like, this is amazing, this is amazing. And so I thought that um, the silky chicken that I got had beautiful brown eyes and a lot of like personality just in her looks, and so that's why I named her RuPaul. <laughs> yeah. I, I, was, I was telling the girls it looks like a Pomeranian chicken. Looks like a <laughs> Yeah, it it has um it's almost like a cat hair type of feel to it. The worst though is is when it's raining, she still likes to be outside and she looks like a, a wet cat when she gets wet. It looks so bad. So I'm just like, oh, what are you doing? One time my husband's like, should we like blow dryer? Like, you know, get like fluff her back up. I was like, uh, oh, it'll be fine. Yeah. I'm such a city girl, like um. If there's different types, people are going to start laughing in the chat, okay? If, our, if there's different <laughs> types of chickens, do the different types of eggs taste different? So the eggs taste the same, but the shells will be different colors depending on what breed of chicken. Oh. So sometimes they're light tan or dark brown. You can even get like a an olive colored, like a light olive or a light blue egg, depending on the breed chicken you have. So RuPaul lays really little eggs you can still eat them but they're really little and they're like a light tan color i'm actually i was talking to nick about getting chickens and same we don't have i'm trying to build the horse barn out here because we just bought a place with some property so i'm super excited about it but we were talking about getting chickens so we could have our own farm fresh look how beautiful that chicken is that's a beautiful it's a $90 on ebay 90 dollars on ebay oh Wow. 
Yeah, what? Don't buy your chicken on eBay. Buy it from, you can get them like $3 a chick. What oh. are you doing? $3 a chick. <laughs> Get a yeah, I think Ru I think RuPaul was like seven dollars. <laughs> yeah. yeah, RuPaul's cheap. <laughs> yeah, but I do, I do have like something to bring up. Um, Nora, you and I um, landed in, I think it was um, West Virginia, and it was snowing. Do you want? Do you remember that road story? Do you want to? You want to take I do. it from there? You explain. Yeah. It. Well, I mean, I I know that you were in a panic because it was like an ice storm and you're like, I'm not used to driving in snow and ice. Like, I don't know what to do. And you were super, super nervous about it. And I was like, stick with me, kid, you know, you'll be fine. So that's uh, one of the good things about growing up in Minnesota, learning to drive in Minnesota is that there's not many weather conditions that frighten me when it comes to driving. Um, but yeah, so we did, you did ride with me and we've, it was actually so bad that by the time we got, we had to drive slow, but by the time we got to a hotel, it was like the only hotel in town. We get there and their power was out. The ice had broke, you know, snapped the lines or whatever. So you and I ended up staying in a freezing hotel room with no lights. Like, yeah, it was, it was crazy. We went to Walmart. We went to Walmart to go buy candles because there was no light at all. And do you remember checking into this hotel and these guys were drinking and were like, and I was like, I was telling the person, I go, do not put our room by, by them. Don't put our room by them. And they thought we were um, exotic dancers. Um, and so what we go back, we went, go to our room. They're freaking right next door to us. And we, we go yeah. back downstairs. I was so upset. We took a freezing cold bath. Like it was like, like we both took her. It was like, there's no hot water. And there was a tree on the way. When we got to the show, when we pulled up the show, the show already started and we were third or fourth match. And so we got there. They're like, I, she was driving and I got dressed in gear. I put my makeup on in the, in the, in the little visor, switched places. She got ready. We got, we pulled up Molly, her, her music's playing. We oh didn't even go we just, she just went straight out there. We just called a match out there and they're like, you guys don't need to stay here. You need to get to the next airport because we have a flight. And then we didn't make it. I mean, like a lot of people didn't make it and got fined for not making it. There was trees falling in there. I was, imagine me, you know, I have anxiety, right? I'm figuring out later, but no. I was a mess. And I was like, I don't know what to do. Oh my God. Oh my God. I was, it was bonkers, right? Nora? Yeah. Yeah. It's weird how like the show must go on, you know, show we just kept going, but in any other job, you'd be like, okay, everybody stay home today. You know, it's too dangerous, but yeah, but yeah, we were just onto the, you know, keep going, keep going. That oh story gives me anxiety because I have nightmares and I'm, I'm going to ask if you guys too. I'm not a wrestler, but even I have nightmares of not being prepared for shows. I also have nightmares that they ask me to wrestle and I'm putting on boots going, but I don't know what I'm doing. But a lot of times it's it's the, when she just said that you pulled up and the music was playing, do you have nightmares where like you're not ready and you're and like you have to go out there, but you're not dressed and that scares the hell out of me. Yeah, it's funny because I had nightmares for a lot, like the first five years after I left the WWE, mm -hmm. and I only get them now when they call me. Like, <laughs> they'll call me like, hey, we need you to do a thing. And I'm like, great. Uh, you know, and I have nightmares for a few nights. <laughs> they come back. It's terrible. When they call me to the Rumble, I saw the 203 area code, and I go, oh. <laughs> Am I getting fired? I mean, I don't, wait, I don't work there anymore. I was like, oh, am I getting transferred to SmackDown? Are they, are they trading me? I'm like, I got that anxiety came back and I was like, 
I had to call the girls to kind of settle me down. I go, I think they're going to ask me about the rumble. I don't know if I want to go back. I go, I'm not ready. I haven't worked out like that. I don't have thick nails, no extension. He's like, did you, did you answer? Did you call? Like, did I you I let it go Hello? to voice. No, no. I was so nervous. I was driving at the time too. So I was like, I don't know what to do. Yeah. I got, oh, oh. I got just dropped yeah. PTSD dude to the, yeah. PTSD. <laughs> Mickey, do you have dreams like that or nightmares about not being ready? Um, I've definitely had dreams to where I've gotten out there and I've had no pants on. Um, I couldn't find my, that's boots. everyone else's dream. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're fully dressed you know like i got my top gear on i got my knee pads and my boots on i just don't have any pants on i don't understand how that happened but i've had i've had definitely had those kind of things but i don't i don't know i feel like or I, i've had definitely had like reoccurring drinks but it's mostly about not being ready right yeah. but yeah. i definitely yeah. had um, with katie lee virtual where it's similar where we were driving through a blizzard we did not make it back to the well, i mean we ended up doing it but we got into it I was like telling kind of the same story, except for I was you, Molly. I was like, oh no, I'm used to it. I can drive in it. And I was like, oh, that's black ice. And then all of a sudden we started fishtailing, spinning out in the middle of the road. It was like from one, I forget where we were. I will have to get Katie Lee Birchall on here and have that conversation. Oh yeah. 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 It was, we were in a real life snow globe is what I always explain it. In the middle of the car going, oh shit we were talking about nightmares mine usually are that somebody hands me terry reynolds outfits and says you have to wear this tonight <laughs> put it on kid it's like, doing our, it's like doing our sexy photo shoots back in the day you're like going but i'm a tomboy i have muscle i don't i really don't wear this at home you want me to wear heels what can you know? i ask about that because i said to the girls i was like you know i'm not sure if, if i should ask but like i am such a fan of like the you know i, I the the diva Caribbean photo shoots and all this stuff. And we talked to Gail. Gail always says that I love the parts of wrestling that she hates and vice versa. So if somebody asked me to wrestle or be athletic, I'd be like, oh no, I'm allergic. But if she's asked to do photo shoots and like interview people and just talk and, and BS and, you know, vamp for an hour as a ring announcer, she wouldn't want to do it or she'd be terrified. So with the photo shoots that you did, how, how did you, did you like them? Did you hate them? No, I hated them. I, I always felt super awkward, uncomfortable. And because I'm not, uh, I don't have shredded abs. I'm not like super lean. It's a lot of work to like suck in your stomach and twist and hold your breath. And like, it's just exhausting to try to fit into a, a mold that I just don't. And, um, and same thing with like, you were talking about, um, being interviewing or whatever. Anytime somebody handed me a microphone, it was the same thing. I was like, ah, like, I, I can do this, but it's not natural for me. I don't enjoy it. It's just, uh, yeah. So a swimsuit or microphone, not my, not my favorite. It wouldn't come with your action figure. It wouldn't be like, no. heart sold separately. <laughs> <laughs> <Right. laughs> well, we don't want to keep you too long. This has been so much fun, but we're going to close things out with some rapid fire questions. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. Nothing. It's not like a test. Oh. There'll be a test at the end of the show. <laughs> Just kidding. All right. We'll, we'll keep them. We'll keep them easy. All right, Miss Nora, Miss Molly. Favorite movie ever? The Graduate starring Dustin Hoffman. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's good. Wow. Favorite wow. smell in the world? Fresh lilac bushes. <gasps> what creeps you out? Um, Creeps me out. Um... I don't know. Uh, I, yeah, I'm not very, um, I'm not creeped out that easily, I guess. I, I can't think of anything that, that creeps me out. Okay. 
Uh, who would play you in a movie? Um, Jennifer Garner. Oh, we like her. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Your favorite dessert? Uh, pecan pie. Oh. Mm. Mm. Social media. <laughs> Mickey's over there like, mm. why did the show always turns to food? Everyone in the chat is. I know. Right now. <laughs> My mouth started watering when she said pecan pie out of nowhere. <laughs> Social media. Do you love it or do you hate it? Um, I don't participate in it. So I guess I don't have a love or a hate for it. But um, I just, for me, it's not like, um, I, maybe it's not good for me. So I, I think there are good aspects, bad aspects. Sorry, my answer is way too long, but I'm going to say um, I'm, I'm indifferent. Final question. Where would you go on your dream vacation? Plummer, Minnesota. P-L-U-M-M-E-R. Plummer, Minnesota. Google it. <laughs> Everyone's cabin? now Googling. Would you like to be in the cabin life? Is that, is that a place you stayed and you went like? It's so... I was a very naughty child. Um, my parents were like pulling out the hair and not knowing what to do with me. So every summer I got sent to Plummer, Minnesota. So my parents could have a break from my terribleness. And for me, it was like free reign. It was a place where they, they let 12 year olds drive there. They let, you know, like you, you see people doing things that are not allowed, but are super fun all the time, you know, bottle rocket fights, you name it. It's like, it's for a kid and even an adult. It's just a place you don't have to wear your seatbelt. You know, you can just, it's like the, I don't know, Wild West, but it, um, but it's, it's my favorite place. It's your happy place. I love yeah. that. Well, we have had such a fun chat with you, Molly slash Nora. Uh, what would your closing statements be to our fans? I know you're not on social media, but can you tell them uh, maybe where to find you otherwise, or if you have anything, anything coming up? So that's why I was like, oh, I don't have anything to promote and I'm not like doing anything. I live a very simple life, just me and the chickens, you know, so so no, I'm not promoting anything. And as far as where the fans can find me, they they can't. Someone asked us in our live chat, they're like, um, I, I, I spilled the beans to like a certain group. And they're like, oh, how did you get her? She's not on social media. I go, phone. We are I have her phone number. <laughs> okay, I'm going to go off subject a little bit because I forgot one of my other favorite stories about Nora. Ooh. It dawned on me about social media. I remember texting her and saying, oh my gosh, I don't think we called each other by our real names, but I was like, oh my gosh, Molly, I go, I just saw this amazing article on the internet. I didn't realize what you have done and what you've gone through. And oh my gosh, I'm just so honored to share the ring with you. Um, it's on this certain website. So let me finish the story. So the internet was kind of new, so I didn't have it at my house, but I was like, oh, there's something about me on the internet. Like I felt, I was so excited. So I get in my car and I have to drive seven miles with my laptop to find a coffee shop that has Wi-Fi. So here I am at the coffee shop. I have my laptop all so that, you know, anybody passing by could just see like, oh, that's me on the internet, you know, all, all into myself. I type in the website. And it is a photograph of three 75-year-old men naked engaging in sexual activity. What? I could not believe it that I went through all that work to get ribbed by Victoria. Oh. 
she texted me. I can't believe I fell for that. Not me even. Oh my God. Oh my I was late. God. Oh God. I forgot that Yo. we social media. That's what came up to my mind. I go, oh my God, I ribbed. I can't believe I ribbed Nora that. Yeah, bad. scarred me for life. She's <laughs> there at the cafe, all her coffee ready. And, oh, bless her heart. Uh, are we really ending ending this interview on that note? Thanks a lot, Lisa. Big river. Big river. You are a river. River from way back. Well, Nora, thank you so much. We're going to do a cheers. We want to say thank yeah. you for being here. This is so much fun. Thank you for sharing with us. And you're welcome back anytime you'd like to join us. Yes. Thank you. Congratulations. Yeah. We love you so much. Thank yeah. you. Oh, my God. She was so amazing. Oh, I love her so much. And it was just nice to get to know her a little bit more. And Lisa, thank you so much for setting that up. Like y'all stories even were just the best. I love it. She's I can't believe she was only in it for five years. I'll be honest. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? But that, yeah. but that shows you how much of an impact she had on even me. That's five years seems crazy. Yeah, she's fabulous. She was yeah. so nice. And I always knew she was nice, but she was so uh, giving with her answers. I thought that was lovely that she shared so much with us today. So we hope you guys enjoyed the episode. But now we're going to bust out the good stuff because we're that sounded sexual. I didn't mean it like that. I meant, I meant champagne. Everyone calm down. That's the only thing we're going to be busting out on Patreon. <laughs> But on patreon.com slash TV, that's where we're heading after the show. So at 6 p.m. Eastern, top of the hour, as Mickey likes to say, we're going to be joining all of our patrons. Everyone's welcome. All the tiers. We're going to be live with you guys on Zoom for the one-year anniversary after party. And you're all going to be on camera with us at the end to do a very special champagne toast. So we'll see you there on Patreon in just a little bit. But whoa, 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 whoa. Don't leave you guys in the live chat. Don't forget to... Um... Click that subscribe and the likey likey button likey, likey. and tell your friends yeah. about our show. We want to hit 10K. Make it happen, Captain. 10K in May, baby. That's Yay. a hashtag. Cheers to that. Yay. Yes. See you on Patreon, guys. If you liked this episode of Grown Ass Women, you can also find Gaw TV on YouTube to see the full show in video format. And if you'd like to be a member of Team Gaw, you can support us by joining patreon.com slash TV. Our members get special perks like early access to episodes, autographed merchandise, exclusive photo shoots, live video chats with us, and more. For official GAW TV merchandise, social media links, and more info, go to GAWTV.com. And don't forget to subscribe and follow the GAWcast on Spotify, Apple, Anchor, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thank you for tuning into the GAWcast, and we will see you next week. <laughs>